0: Well, welcome back to our podcast. Uh, I'm Jim Hughes, and I'm here with Jerry Wyant. This is the Gospel According to Jesus. We're doing something a little bit different today. I'm actually here in studio with Jerry. We're face-to-face today. We're normally, we're about 150 miles away from one another when we do our podcast. But I felt it important to do it this way because of the subject matter that we're going to be talking about today. But, Jerry, I want to open up with a couple of scriptures out of God's Word. First Samuel 2.30 says, But now Jehovah said, Be it far from me. For them that honor me, I will honor. And as believers, we need to understand that when we honor God, God will honor us. And that is a stipulation that God has put forth. All those that call upon his name, he's going to honor. And then Ephesians 6.1 says, Let no one deceive you. With empty words, for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Our podcast is really going to be us talking about what's going on in the church today. It's a term, to be honest with you, Jerry, I didn't understand. I didn't know what it meant when I started hearing it. I'm sure it's been around longer than this, but for the last year and a half or so, I started hearing this term, wokeness. I literally had to go and look it up in the dictionary because I had no idea. You would hear political people talking about it. You would hear newscasters talking about it. This term has become part of the fabric of our society now. But what we're going to be focusing on, Jerry, today is we're going to be focusing on how wokeness has infiltrated the body of Christ. It's deep. Aren't you seeing it more and more? Absolutely. I would agree with that. Everything you see now...
1: People have become unchristian-like and adapted to very much worldly influences in their life. A very sad but true system of what is going through each and every church that I see.
0: Yeah, and like I said, you're, I had to kind of figure this out. What is this? And so I looked it up. So the definition is of wokeness. It says, alert to injustice and discrimination in society, especially racism. This word really started back in 2010, or people using this term, which I was not aware of, and I'm somebody that's real in tune with what's going on in the culture other than what I see. Really, I guess, Jerry, in a nutshell, this is talking about racism, but it's talking about it in a way that we've never heard it before. It's talking about it in a way that is saying that in America, America is, to its core, a racist society. Is that kind of how you...
1: That's what they're trying to portray.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And look, we we have to be clear here. I mean, we, we have been a racist society, that's obvious, but we fought a war over that. We've moved towards getting away from this all the way back to even before the Civil War started. We started seeing books about the folks that were pushing against racism even back then. And But really, this whole thing kind of came to a head in America when the George Floyd incident happened where the Minneapolis policeman was pinning George Floyd down on the ground with his knee. And unfortunately, Mr. Floyd succumbed to that and passed away and and it started a riot, started this whole black lives matter movement and all this that's going on today. But really and, and everybody that's hearing this knows this and everybody that's that's listening to our podcast today knows that this is what's going on. But I think what we don't know is how in the world did this start coming into the body of Christ? When when did you first start hearing about this kind of thing in the body of Christ?
1: Well, I just really started hearing about it probably a year ago, maybe. It hasn't been where you've heard the word so much. You might have caught it on a program or two, but now it's become very prevalent. In the conversations
0: now. Yeah, and and I'll just be honest with you, from what the research that I have done and Jerry has done, it's a sad commentary, but really it's the, and I'm not saying this for any other reason, but for us to kind of get a, a background of what's going on, but the Evangelical Baptist movement has really been hit with it hard. This is unfortunate, but we see more and more of Southern Baptist Convention. I even saw a YouTube video of a gentleman, Jerry, that was speaking to Dallas Theological Seminary PhD students. He was talking about this, and he was encouraging them that there's another part of this. This thing, the tentacles of this thing are very, very deep, but there's a thing called the 1619 Project, which is a whole rewriting of history about how racism started how our country started. And, And this gentleman was encouraging these students to go learn about that because there's a lot of truth in that. Dallas Theological Seminary is probably the most conservative seminary in North America. And the fact that we're seeing some of this infiltrate there, but Fuller Theological Seminary in California, it's, it's very in-depth there. They're very steeped in it. In our circles, are you seeing it do you hear people talking about it? You're on Facebook. You reach out to a lot of folk. Do you kind of see it coming out in what I would consider the full gospel charismatic type churches? Well, you know, Jim,
1: yes. Almost in any conversation, you eventually get to a point where people <laughs> will have a strong feeling towards conversations that we have. is Whether they're lifting up a Christian mindset that God is, wants us to walk in, Or are we walking in a worldly mindset? And what what does the thief come to do? The enemy comes in to cause division. And any way that he can do that, speaking to our minds, is what creates the division in our lives. And people jump on a bandwagon. And I watched during the Black Lives Matter situation, I saw a lot of good friends who jumped on it because they feel like when George Floyd died that there's a horrible racism that's going on in our country and we need to stop it. And I understand that thought process. I've i been, I can tell you many, many stories of how I was abused through racial injustice as a white man. I was actually, many times in my life, I came close to death because of just being white. And I understand the flip side of that. If I was black, I would understand that you have to be a little careful. When a white policeman stops you, I'm sure there's a fear there. But I don't feel it's rampant. It does happen, but so does evil. Uh, Evil is prevailing Mm -hmm. almost everywhere you go. Uh, Hitler was a white man that wanted to destroy the Jewish people. The emperor in Egypt wanted to destroy the Jews as well. And so you see all through life that the Jewish people were slaves at one time. They went through all the persecution, but God delivered them all. And that has to be our source, I feel, right. when we're walking with that.
0: Yeah, contrary to what uh, Whoopi Goldberg thinks, the Jewish people are a race, and they were almost annihilated. That, that's some great points. And, and I understand that, too. And I have black friends. I, I understand this. But here's the issue is this something that the body of Christ really needs to be focused on and i'm and i'm here to tell you that it doesn't and here's why you know jerry i find it interesting that this actually came up in the scripture when we see in acts 10:34 peter a vision from god a sheet had to come out of heaven and depict all these animals that Peter could partake of and eat. And he even, I mean, he's seen a vision. I find this remarkable because we see this throughout the Old Testament where could the Jewish people even get a clue? I mean, God was supernaturally touching them time and time again and was like they were just dense. And here, Peter, he's a Jewish man. He's kind of suffering from the same thing. This sheet comes out of the sky in a vision and says, partake and eat. What does he say? Oh, Thanks, Lord. I'll do that. No, he says, forget it. I'm not doing it. And and it had to happen three times, right? And the whole message of that was, hey, the gospel message is for everyone. I find that hugely comforting that God is not a respecter of person. Gospel is for everyone. Whosoever will shall come, right? That's the message of the cross. And, you know, Peter had to kind of learn that the hard way that the gospel was for everyone. And I kind of take that into what I just mentioned, that is it an issue that the church ought to be involved in? No, I don't think it is. I don't think this wokeness ought to be something we are concerned about. We ought to be concerned about getting the gospel out there. You know, I've said this to you many a time, Jerry. Christians that you and I come in contact with, they'll do anything. I mean car washes. They will sell Uh, cakes, they will go to Christian concerts, Christian comedians, they'll do anything. Anything but preach the gospel. I mean, it's like, here's another fad that's coming into the body of Christ, right? And they're on, like you just said, they're on board, man, we're we're with you. Okay. Well, have that same feeling and thought and desire to get people into the kingdom of God, because the more people in the kingdom of God, the less this kind of stuff is going to happen.
1: That's so true, Joe. That's a that's a spot on uh, response to what's going on today.
0: Yeah, and so so what 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 are we trying to say here? Well, first of all, I, I think what we're trying to say is, should you be concerned about this? The fact is that Jerry even mentioned that this is coming into his arena. It's coming to my arena. It's people are talking about it. So you, so you need to listen. But understand this, this message, and especially this coming into the body of Christ, and I'm not talking about, Jerry, small 10-member church somewhere that has just gone off the rails. We're talking mega churches. Mm. As I was looking into this, I saw all these conferences. If I mentioned these names of these conferences, probably a lot of people that are listening to this, yeah, I saw that, or yeah, I was even there. 40,000 people showing up in Colorado and Denver at a conference and another 30,000 in Florida. And the keynote speaker, this is a Christian organization, the keynote speakers are all these Black Lives Matter, these wokeness, what I call wokeness preachers, are in these conferences. So we're here to tell you, both Jerry and I, not with any condemnation whatsoever, but look, if if you're listening to this, if you're in a church that's involved in this, Jerry, if you're, like Jerry said, you're on that bandwagon, we're we're here to encourage you to get off. Amen? I mean, we're Amen. here to encourage you to, look, you, you need to look at this as just a distraction of the enemy, distraction of deception to keep you out of what God's called you to do.
1: Yeah, that's that's right, Jim. You know, people think they're doing the right thing by getting on these bandwagons. And I applaud the the purpose behind that. You want to see justice served. You want to see the right thing happen. We all do. Nobody's trying to see anybody get hurt or disparaged. We don't want anybody to know anything but the love of Jesus. And that's what we preach and teach in our walk all the time. But loving people and trying to see justice serve is one thing, but getting into an ideology that says, other people are bad or wrong, or they need to take them out. Uh, just like the police, when they, uh, there's so many policemen that are dying this year, it's a record numbers. They're just being slaughtered all the time. Why? Because people ginned up that the police are bad. And so now you have a group of people who it's almost like some of the terrorists that we've seen from different countries, they have such a hate for the United States. Well, how did they get there? Because their mind was told America is bad and you do good if you'll destroy it. Well, that's what happened to the police department. That's what's happening to different races now. I, I understand that the rate of Japanese people or Oriental people are just raising sky high right now. Why? They're not doing anything to harm anybody, but the ideology that people grasp onto and jump on a bandwagon, they think they're doing good when they purport to do things that they feel the people they're running with say, yeah, that's great. That's good. You're doing the right thing. Well, the problem Jim is we need to be in God's word. Amen. We have to let God's word dictate to what we have. And I, my most powerful Scripture, other than accepting Jesus in our lives, is Romans twelve two says, Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove what the good, perfect, and acceptable will of the Father is. It's not God's will that we all come against each other. It's not God's will that we divide. It's not God's will for this hate to go on. It's not God's will that we disparage other people. It's God's love that we preach the gospel of love to everyone in our community.
0: You know, that's, that's, that's a great point. And I think part of that is a lot of these pastors, and especially these megachurch pastors, and really kind of a millennial generation, constantly think that they have to be relevant. So they have to dress like the world, they have to have songs like the world they have to talk like the world that's contrary to what the scripture saying the scripture like you just said it's you know renewing your mind is part of it but there's also sanctification it's the scripture saying come out of the world and be separate from the world that's a hard thing to do because we're constantly bombarded with social media that's telling you to be a part of the world now i'm not talking about you just become a hermit or live in some cave somewhere. We are in the world. We have no choice but to be in the world. But we're not going to change this culture. The best we're going to do is push back hard enough to where we it buys us more time that more people can come into the kingdom of God. This train has left the station as far as what's going on here. But we as believers don't need to bring it into our realm of understanding and think it's something relevant. It is not. Part of this, Jerry, that in researching this was I saw evangelical pastors. and Some of these folks, like I mentioned earlier, if I mentioned their name, they're huge. There's a focus on getting rid of the Ten Commandments. Like The Ten Commandments are not part of the New Testament. Well, I'm going to tell you something. They are. And you have to understand that the, that the law of God is put there to what? Lead us to Christ. It's the schoolmaster, Paul says, that makes us understand that we are in sin. This focus on getting rid of this, you know, the Ten Commandments because we're under grace is a false understanding of the scripture. And it also is preventing people from coming into the kingdom of God what did jesus say to the pharisees he says you folks you go around and try to be righteous and you go around try to make yourself above everybody else but in doing so you prevent others from coming into the kingdom of god Mm -hmm. that's kind of what these folks are doing i think and we need to be very careful with it so what i want to do is kind of close this conversation out and talk about some things that you need to be aware of one of them is if you're in a seeker sensitive church That's a clue, right? That's a clue that maybe you ought to be listening to what's being taught, and does it really line up with the Word of God? Is your pastor more concerned about the way he or she dresses about the the culture than they are about the Word of God? Are they more concerned about just singing a bunch of songs and making loud music, thinking that that's anointed? Are they concerned or talking about the latest fad that, that we're talking about called wokeness? I mean, those are the things that you need to be aware of that are coming into the body of Christ. If you're hearing that, if you're involved in that, or if you're in a church that's involved in that, then I'm just going to tell you right now. I mean, I know this is a bold statement, but you need to get out. Amen. Move out of that area and get away from it. It's not biblical. It's not according to the word of God. And Jerry, I mean, you you talk about this all the time when we're doing these podcasts, which I so love. What's the one thing that people need to do in their daily walk with God? Quiet time, reading the Bible, getting to know God. Amen. How do the Secret Service, they're the ones that are always looking at for counterfeit money. How do they know it's counterfeit? Well, because they know what the real stuff is. And so when something counterfeit comes along, they recognize it immediately. Well, the only way you're going to know what the real stuff is, is to get into the word of God, get into prayer, and get away from all this cultural things that are trying to affect you and pull you away from what God really has for you. Amen.
1: I had one of my children say to me recently, Dad and Mom, can y'all write down all your wisdom so we will have it? whenever y'all pass on, and I had to laugh, and I said, the wisdom comes from, and I picked up my Bible said, this is where the wisdom comes from. And God gives it to us, and even if James says he'll give it to you if you ask him for it, but don't be double-minded because you'll be like a wave that goes up and down, and this is what's happening in our churches today. The waves are taking us to being woke and it's bringing us back to Christianity and back to woke and it's blending together and people are confused and people are seeing the church become what I call mamby-pamby and they're no longer interested in following Jesus anymore because Jesus has seemed as he doesn't understand doesn't care and can't be woke himself so oftentimes when he disagrees with our wokeness which way do you go? Most people go to the woke because that's what their friends are believing. It's hard to go to Jesus and allow him to dictate to you. That's where love, peace, and joy comes from. I guarantee you the other side won't bring it. It'll be confusion. It'll bring anger. It'll be all the emotions that aren't from Jesus. But you think you're doing the right thing if you're woke. I'm telling you, the only way that you can be set free, and the Bible says in Romans 8.32, you'll know the truth. And the truth will make you free. I can promise you, wokeism won't bring you to the truth.
0: Well, even strong believers, I, 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 I told you the story a number of times, but when I was a youth pastor and we were taking the youth to, you know, we were taking them to Honduras, and I know you went to Guatemala, we took them to Mexico a few times, but also we took them to the Victoria Mall. And it was your daughter that came up to me and said, kind of pulled me to the side. It's easier to preach this message in Guatemala or in Honduras or in Mexico. And I said, what do you mean? And she goes, I look out and I see the 50 or so people that are waiting us, waiting for us to do our dramas and preach the gospel. I know a lot of them. Well, that's kind of the way this is. I mean, wokeness comes in and, and it's hard to stand up and say, you know what? I, I think this is wrong. It's easier to go along with the flow and less you're a strong believer. And the only way you're going to become a strong believer is get into the word, get into prayer, get into know that Christ is not into wokeness. Christ Amen. is into to making sure his gospel message gets delivered to the masses. Amen. Amen.
1: Yeah. And we're probably on the verge of leaving. And I want to share what Paul wrote to the Galatian church. And I, I want this to stick in your head. Am I now seeking the favor of people? Or of God or am I striving to please people if I were still trying to please people I would not be a bondservant of Christ so there's the gauntlet thrown down who do you want to please the woke group or do you want to please Jesus Christ you've got to make that decision and get back into the Bible
0: amen well you know we're going to close this out Jerry this has been a great conversation I I really enjoy this, uh, talking about, uh, bringing tools to the body of Christ that can help them deal with things like this. But before we go, we just want to pray with, with all those that are hearing this, because maybe you're in a church and you find what we're saying is true and you're going to have to make a decision to pull out. and, And I know that's a hard decision, you know. Those, those of you that are in churches that are preaching the word of God, that the gospel's being preached and you're getting fed, God bless you. Get involved. Make sure the pastor knows how much you appreciate them and how much you appreciate what they're doing. But those of you that are listening to this podcast and you're having to make this decision, we want to pray for you right now and just pray that God gives you the strength. So Father, we just lift up all those that are in the hearing of our voices right now. We just pray for them, God. We pray, Lord, that you give them the strength to be able to stand up against this deception that's come into the body of Christ. Lord, that maybe some of them are going to have to go and decide to move out of a church or move away from some friends that are influencing them this way. Father, I just pray for courage, for strength, for understanding. And we just thank you before, Lord, you move in their hearts. You've already made a way for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, Jerry, I want to close, and we just are so appreciative of those of you that are listening to us today. And I want to give you my email address. If you have comments about the podcast or just want to talk, we're here for you. My email address is jimhughes71 at hotmail.com. And, Jerry? And
1: mine is P-T-L, which is praise the Lord, at W Y. A-N-T at A-O-L dot com.
0: God bless you and see you next time.